Welcome to Spirit Connection with Doug Addison. Get ready to hear God, encounter the supernatural, and discover your destiny. Doug is a prophetic speaker, author, and coach whose message of love, hope, and having fun reaches people around the world. Connect with him online at DougAddison.com. Hey, friends, welcome to another Spirit Connection podcast. Doug Addison here. You know, this is a divine season that we're in right now. I minister in Hollywood, and we live here in Los Angeles. Well, basically because God called us here to impact the arts and entertainment and the media industry. It's a pretty high cost, actually. It costs us everything we do personally just to minister here. The high cost of living to live here, to minister here, the high cost of warfare. But I tell you, it's worth it all because we can impact the world and we can do things. But, you know, the cost that we have is nothing in comparison to those who are victims of crimes and injustices. We are in a season right now that we need God's intervention with violence, injustices that are happening around the world. God's balancing the books. He's balancing the scales of injustice. That's why we're seeing things exposed right now. We're seeing stuff happening, and repayment is coming. I heard the Lord say, Matthew 18, 23, Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle his accounts with his servants. In other words, there's times when God will balance the books. He's doing it right now. He's settling the books in heaven. He's examining the ways the enemy is over-attacking you, either personally or in the world, because this is the time right now, injustices are being exposed quickly, and there's repayment that comes. The key is to not try getting revenge yourself. Let the Lord do it. So God is moving everywhere right now, and we're going to see some things happen, and we're going to see some old ways die away, and the new things are going to start to spring forward. We're going to see life start to really emerge from some dry places, the dry bones. God is blowing his breath, the Ezekiel 37 breath on the dry bones. And this is a time, I tell you, we're going to see so much change over the next few months that I want to encourage you to stick with it. Everything is happening quickly now, and there's going to be a greater purpose release for you. The books of purpose are actually being opened and and greater purpose of the Lord is being released. And I've been seeing this in heaven. I've also been praying it, and I heard the Lord speaking it, that the day of repayment is here. Zechariah 2.5 says, I myself will be a wall of fire around these, and I will bring glory to them. The Lord is declaring this. I'm going to reveal injustices. I am going to now be the wall of fire and protect those people who really need it. Now, there's a group of people I'm sure you've heard about, and it's those who are victims of sex trafficking and sexual crimes. It's it's alarming. I was just looking on the internet. The sex trafficking industry is multi-billion dollar, and it includes the United States as well. It's the fastest growing crimes on the planet, some of the highest paying, unfortunately. The estimated 25 million people are trapped or forced into human trafficking worldwide. Now that's alarming, but God is raising up a new standard right now. You know, while I was ministering in Hollywood a while back, several years ago, I met someone who's also given her entire life in ministry to helping people trapped in the sex slave industry. Her name is Erica Grieve. I've got her on the broadcast today. She's the founder and CEO of Unlikely Heroes, the nonprofit organization dedicated to rescuing and restoring children's lives, those who have been victims of sexual slavery. She's a speaker and writer. She's actually, gosh, I, I tell you, she just has such a strong anointing, and I'm so excited with what's going to happen right now because when she speaks, things break open. Erica, welcome to the broadcast. 
Thank you so much for having me. I've been really looking forward to speaking with you again, Doug. Yeah, me too. You know, I got a, a couple prophetic words and I had actually reached out to you a little bit ago and I felt the Lord say, it's time to have Erica on the Spirit Connection podcast. And so, so glad you could join us. Thanks. You know, your words mean so much to our team. Uh, I've been thinking about when I told our team that I was going on your podcast they were so excited. Just this morning, one of our team members said, you know, I wait for Doug's words to come out every single morning. And today has came out a little bit late. And then as soon as I saw it, I grabbed it and I texted it out to the team and said, we're taking this or receiving this for today. And wow. you have no wow. idea how many times I've woken up at six o'clock in the morning because our team, somebody woke up early and saw one of your (laughs) words and then texted it out. And I always say, why do we have to text you at six in the morning? Can't we do it at nine? It's Saturday. (laughs) We love them and we wait for them. And you have no idea how many times they've been not just correct and right on time, but they've actually helped to build our faith and connect our faith with what God's doing. Yeah, And the focus has been on looking for what God's doing, which I feel like is such a gift, but also that takes practice. And so when you release your words, it's that kind of pause that makes us go, okay, yeah, this is what God's doing and we're going to agree with it. Wow, it's so cool. Well, you're the founder and the CEO of Unlikely Heroes. Well, just tell us a bit about that and what just you and what you do. Yeah, so Unlikely Heroes is an anti-human trafficking organization. So we rescue kids out of sex slavery all over the world, and then we place them into our restoration homes. So we now have seven homes, one in the Philippines, one in Thailand, four in Mexico, and one in the United States in Dallas, Texas. So we've rescued more than 400 children from slavery all over the world. And then after the kids are rescued, they come into our homes. And then we provide them with education, medical care, life skills, trauma therapy, job training, whatever they need so that they can have the specific services that they need so that they can move into lives filled with freedom and hope. That is amazing. What I really like about what you do, you're just not going over and buying someone out. You know, you're providing a way for them to integrate and, you know, come back into the world and be saved. You know, what is... Always just such a gift is when I started Unlikely Heroes and I started thinking about rescuing out kids. I mean, these these kids are having over 2,000 rapes and and unwanted sexual experiences every single year. And so when I really felt like God was asking me to start Unlikely Heroes, you know, the picture in my mind of the kids that we were rescuing out is I was thinking they would have been through so much trauma that they would need long-term care and long-term services, you know, for the rest of their lives. And what's so incredible is that these kids, so many of them really have this understanding and this just gratefulness for their freedom that they become world changers. So one of the gals that went through our home is now um, in Mexico City, and she um, was from Mexico, and she was trafficked for many years, and then she finished um, high school, finished college, went on to get her law degree, and she's now on the Forbes list of 100 most powerful women in Mexico. And she is working for the Mexican Supreme Court and helping to rewrite the anti-trafficking laws. Of come, on. Oh, come on. Come on. That's amazing. I mean, it's incredible to think about these kids. One of the girls in our USA home, she came into our program and tested between fourth and sixth grade. And we had to put her through an accelerated homeschooling program. And then she started high school about a year behind because oftentimes when kids are trafficked, you know, they weren't able to be in school. So they come into our program behind. And then we were able to get her into one of the top schools in Dallas. And now she's ranked in the top 10% of her class going into her senior year. And she wants to be a doctor. And so she's applying to go pre-med into universities. And so just like stopping and thinking, about everything she's accomplished and even everything she's been through, there's kids that haven't been trafficked that aren't dreaming that big. And so think about them grabbing a hold of a future that's bigger than what I was dreaming for in my life at her age is just really, truly incredible. And it's such a gift from the Lord. Yeah. And this seems to be the season now. We've been hearing a lot about it here. People talking about rescuing people, you know, out of human trafficking 
And so God placed this on you. And do you remember, was there a certain time or did you have like a vision or something? There was. Um, I was working, I was in a master's degree at, at UC Berkeley. And I was interning at Oakland Children's Hospital and kids were coming into the emergency department who had been trafficked. And there was one little girl and she came in with her mom. She was only 11 years old. She couldn't read and write and she was mentally challenged and she was failing out of fourth grade. And I will never forget her. She was sitting there with this coloring book, coloring the picture of a horse with her crayons. And her mom basically gave me a heads up that she was being trafficked. And so she was saying that her trafficker, she was calling him her boyfriend. So I said to the little girl, how did you meet your boyfriend? Using her word. And she said, well, I was walking home from school one day and I saw a man staring at me. And the next day he was out of his car. The next day he started talking to me. Then he became my boyfriend. First person in my entire life to say, I love you. And she said, then I fell in love with him. And then he started giving her drugs and then he slowly introduced her to the other girls that he was trafficking and basically desensitized her to what it would be to be trafficked. And he looked physically normal, but as soon as he started talking to her, you knew that she was cognitively delayed. And so I said, what was it like the first time that he, you know, trafficked you that you had to go get raped for money? And she said, well, I was... He said he would be watching me, and so he put her on the main track, which is the street that the girls in Oakland were being sold for and trafficked on. And she said, every time I looked over at him, he was staring at me. And so I just walked up and down the street until a car came over and picked me up. And then she said, and then I got in the car. And so I think what disturbed me so much is to know that there were actually people who were going out to find the most vulnerable in our society the most at-risk, mentally challenged kids. I can't think of a more vulnerable group. And right. so her mom right. pulled me aside and said, can you find a home for her? And I, this is, you know, this is years ago before people were talking about human trafficking and modern-day slavery and using those words. And I said, no problem. Let me go find the home that exists for her. And I went and asked my supervisor. My supervisor said, there's no place like that. And I said, well, what do I do? And my supervisor pretty much just laughed at me. Kind of like, oh, you green intern, you know, you, you don't know what the real world's like. There's nothing, there's no help for her. And she said, you have two choices. You, and she put it on me, she said, you can call the police and have her charged with child prostitution, with prostitution. Now she's going to have a record for prostitution. And her pimp will show up tomorrow night, save her uncle and bail her out anyway, or you can send her back to the streets. And so I had to go back to the mom that day and say, I'm sorry, there's nothing I can do to help your daughter. And I had to let them walk out of the emergency department knowing that she was going to go be raped and someone was going to exploit her for money that night. And all I can say is that I just felt troubled. I just felt troubled and I didn't know what to do. I never thought I'd be a part of the solution or that I'd start an organization. I didn't think any of it. I just was troubled. And um, I graduated with my master's and I went full-time back at Bethel Church and worked for Jesus Culture for several years and was a part of their speaking team. And the whole time I would look at the kids that were so well taken care of and had youth pastors and I'd be at these conferences and they'd just be overfilling with amazing people. And I think these kids have so many people who are supporting them and helping them. And I think of her faith and I think, but she has no one. And so I ended up, I felt like God kept saying to me, will you say yes? That was the question. Will you say yes? It wasn't, you have to do this. It wasn't, I'm making you do this. It was, will you say yes? And I don't know how you could ever say no to the Lord, but even more than that, I don't know why you'd ever want to, because I've never, ever regretted saying yes to the Lord. And so I did everything that I could do in the natural. I didn't, people always say to me, how do you rescue the girls out? And at the time I didn't even know how all this was going to work. And so I did everything I could do. I got the website. I you know, made the business cards and I brought it to the Lord. And I said, God, this is what I can do with my hands. And everything after this, I dedicate Unlikely Heroes to you. And everything after this is going to be you. And that's how it's been. And within a month after that, we had our first home open in the Philippines. I all of a sudden found myself dropped off in a city on an island in the Philippines and driven into a war zone, into a militia-controlled area, 
underneath blankets surrounded by guards with AK-47s. And we got 10 girls out on our first trip. We landed on November 11th, 2011. So 11-11-11. And it was a Friday. And by that Sunday night, girls were showing up at our doorstep in the Philippines saying, we heard there's a home for us. Can we please move in? Wow. It's moving. Now, this also, uh, I'm ready to go into tears here because of, um, you know, this, this wasn't another country, you guys. This all started in the San Francisco Bay Area. You know, and it, it, this started in the United States with this vision that the Lord gave her, and this it's going on, you know, right here. And I'm just so moved with you. First of all, the fact that you received that word and then you did something. And I think when we met, we met you at a Hollywood party back a mm-hmm. few years ago, and you told me you were working on a film. I think that you might have just started or something was right along those lines. You may have just started Unlikely Heroes at that time. I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah, I was just launching it. At that point, I was actually probably just working on all the back-end stuff and working on getting it together, and now thinking it's been seven years, and we've got seven homes open now and more than 100 kids living in our homes, and the dream was always to have a home in the United States. And then in 2015, we opened our first home here in the United States and we have an eight bed home here. And to see these girls thriving and soaring and dreaming of their futures and doing so well, it, honestly, there's no better feeling than knowing our kids are happy and doing really well. Yeah, this is amazing. Absolutely amazing. And, you know, you've mentioned, you know, we were praying ahead of time and stuff and, but uh, it was yeah. like this is a divine time. God's really intervening, you know, and because um, that's what we need right now. We need hope. Hopelessness has taken over the world, but we need divine intervention. Has God been speaking to you about that? Absolutely. You know, I I was sort of talking about being in a podcast with your words that come out because there was a woman who was speaking years ago. And she was on stage at um, a conference at Bethel Church. And I felt like the Lord said to me, I was like, God, what's so special about her? And I felt like the Lord said, she's learned how to focus in on my voice, to hear my voice. And it was like she learned how to get out of the boat and stand on the waves and keep hearing the voice of God. And I feel like that really, it's not just a gift. It's actually like, it's like a skill that you have to actually hear what God's doing and focusing on what God's doing and then align yourself with that. And sometimes you have to actually say, I'm not going to hear any other voice or see any other thing. I'm going to say, God, what are you doing? And I'm going to, I'm going to move towards you. And right now, one of the things that I'm praying the most is God show off. And I think God in the best way, if you say, God, will you show off and you're listening and you're looking for it? It's almost like he loves to give his kids Christmas presents, but the kids he loves to give the Christmas presents to the most are the ones with the best reactions. And so I always say, God, like, let me see your gift and let me love it. Like, let me just marvel in your goodness and in you showing up. And how do I see that in my life? And then I love to be like, God, show me where you showed up. And right now I'm seeing God showing up. It's like this word that I keep getting is, it's Christmas time and a good father has already put the bike together. He's already assembled it all. And he's waiting for that moment <laughs> that he's aligned it all so perfectly that you, the kids wake up and they turn the corner and they see all the presents and the presents are here. And all we have to do is say, God, show me your goodness, show me your presence. And it's time to just unwrap the gift. Yeah. That's such a good word. I love that, that, you know, People look at God as way different than what he is, you know, like he's some taskmaster or, you know, that he's not going to be the giver of good gifts. That's one thing that Jesus said, you know, the father's a giver of good gifts. And those are the people who are having fun and they realize that, you know, we don't, we're in a time of, of suffering, but you can actually have a good time in the midst of this suffering. And so there's a, there is a divine turnaround. Uh, I believe it is the Lord spoken to you about this at all. Yes. Can I tell a little story that might be fun and encouraging? Absolutely. So I'm on emails 24-7. My phone's pretty much grafted into my hand. And uh, we were filming for our newest Unlikely Heroes video on the top of a rooftop in downtown Dallas. And it was just a friend of a friend that got us the building. I didn't know anything about the building. I still don't know Dallas very well. 
And I'm on the elevator on the way up to the rooftop and our team said it was perfectly sunny and like blue skies. And they're sending me pictures of the weather look great on the rooftop and sending me pictures. And I'm going up the elevator and I immediately, I get this email and it comes in, it says, Erica, it was from a big musician's manager. Um, her name's Andre Day and her music's incredible. And it said, Erica, I've got something for you. Call me immediately. And I want, I, I want to discuss it with you. And so the, the elevator doors open and the whole team said that the second that I stepped my foot onto the rooftop, it started raining and it, the wind just picked up like crazy. And so I ran to call him and I had to like run to the other side of the rooftop where there was this like one wall and I like had to hide behind the wall just to not get rained on. And the wind was so had picked up so much. I couldn't even hear half what he was saying, but what I heard was him say that Andre day was going to do her next song for us. And I was so excited. And I came back and now they're pulling the whole shoot down. They had the whole thing set up and we're holding the elevator door open to get off the rooftop. And we go back down on the, to the bottom floor of the building. And we're all just kind of sitting there. And I was like, I really thought we were going to film today. Like what's happening. And so we get this call. We start praying that God would clear the weather. And so we go back up to the rooftop. It's clear. It's an even better shot than it was had it not rained. And it's like this perfect weather up on the rooftop. And as soon as the shoot was over, the person who got us the building said, you know what building this is, right? And we said, no. And they said, this is the building that was the old Supreme Court where they decided Roe v. Wade. Wow. And so here we are on a rooftop in downtown Dallas, that I have no idea this is the old Supreme Court building, filming a video for Unlikely Heroes to bring freedom and equality to people all throughout the world. And we'd gone downstairs and we were probably praying right next to where Roe v. Wade was decided at that Supreme Court building. And a week later, we get this song out from Andre Day and the press release just came out today, actually. But we got the song lyrics and the very first verse of her song, which is called Amen. For Unlikely Heroes, it actually talks about being on a rooftop in the rain. Wow. And you can't make that up. No way. You just can't make up that I got the call about the song while I'm standing on a rooftop. When are you ever on a rooftop in the rain? (laughs) And those are those moments of divine intervention that you just have to be like, God, not only are you so real, you planned this. Down to the email and the elevator and the rain on the rooftop and the words and the song. And the chorus is amen to basically, you know, every good and bad thing that's happened in my life, amen to everyone who's ever hurt me, amen. And I feel like that's such an incredible challenge that my girls challenge me with every day, our rescue kids when I'm with them, like when I'm in the Philippines. And I'm thinking, you were locked in a tiny little room. You were raped all night long by men. You had no freedom. You were not allowed to leave these girls were nine, 10, 11 years old, just raped all night long. And I see them and they have forgiveness in their eyes and they have hope in their eyes. And I think if you can forgive, how in the world is there anything in my life that I could not forgive someone for? And so to get this song that is just so meaningful and so powerful that our girls, that they're able to somehow take the good, the bad and the ugly of their lives and just stand with God and to say amen and triumph and be victorious over it. And then to see God do all that on a rooftop in the rain. And the actual words are, I know that I should be crying, but my heart just won't obey. And when I stop and think about that, my heart should be crying over all of the human trafficking in this world, but my heart won't obey. And sometimes there are days that I do cry, but I will tell you, Doug, I get to see some amazing sides of humanity in the midst of seeing all this pain. I get to see people give for kids that they will never be able to meet or hug, that they give their time, they give their resources, they volunteer for us. I get to see people just generously pour out out of who they are on behalf of these kids. And I get to see these girls who have been through so much walk in forgiveness and walk in a destiny that goes beyond anything that I ever imagined. So I think there's so much when it comes to hope and it comes to faith about going, God, where are you and what are you doing? Show me how to see what you're up to. Yeah, that is powerful. You know, a lot of times, you know, we, we get caught up in our own lives and our own pain, but there is something about, yeah. I tell you, 
something about stepping back long enough and reaching out to someone else. It doesn't matter if it's at the Philippines or if it's at the Starbucks, up, you know, up the street from your house. Just reaching out and touching someone with love or understanding, and and that's that's what your gift is. I I'm so amazed at the level of um, compassion and and love that you have, and it's healed your life. I feel that is that there's been some. I think that maybe some of the best therapy you could ever do is ministry that you're doing. Yeah. God's really good. I mean, he says, love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. And, you know, when you think about how we love ourselves, like we make sure that we eat every day. We make sure that we're clothed and taken care of. You know, we think about our own lives. And when you actually think about, you never keep track of what you do for yourself. You never go like, I worked out today or whatever. There's not, nothing's owed. And when you actually love your neighbor for yourself, and I think that's the real heart of justice is you do it because you're giving with no expectation of return. And I feel like there's something that's so important about the intention and the posture of our hearts before the Lord. Like I've always said from day one at Unlikely Heroes, it doesn't matter if I do this for six months or six years or 60 years, I'm going to do it as long as the Lord says. And none of these kids, no one owes me anything because that's the real meaning of justice is I'm going to stop my life and I'm going to stop my time to help somebody else not to get anything, but just to freely give, just like Jesus did. And I feel like in that, it's just such a treasure when you can just say, God, I know there's never going to be a convenient time for me to help someone else. And whether that's I'm helping my neighbor, I'm helping a single mom down the street who I know, you know what, she probably needs her lawn mowed. You know, like we've got a team of women who help so much with our girls and volunteer. And sometimes it's just really nice to have somebody say, can we just mow your lawn? You know, and I feel like that when we get that heart of God, I can start anywhere right now today and help someone else just to do it. I'm just going to help somebody else make their life better. It's just incredible to see the gift of joy and hope that just comes right back into our own lives. And not that we're ever doing it for that, but I love grabbing the Lord's hand and saying, okay, God, what can we do today together? What can we do today that would be fun? Yeah. You know, you got to go to to um, the Bethel School of the Supernatural you talked about and got to do some really fun things. And and some people might not be able to. I know for a number of years, I wanted to go to ministry training years ago. I wanted to be able to go to Bible college. I never did. But what I did was exactly what you just said. I started doing things. My Bible college really was helping widows and orphans, visiting people in jail, because I read that in the Bible. I visited people in jail. I prayed for the sick. In fact, I remember when you're talking about Berkeley, the Lord visited me in Berkeley gave me the vision to do this back in 2001. And I always said, I wish I could have gone to Bible college, but you know what? My books are now being used in Bible colleges. So I just want to encourage the people who, you know, out there who are listening and you want to do something, maybe you feel like you're hearing Erica's story, or maybe you've heard some of my stories, you, you need a breakthrough. I just want to say that God wants to use you right now where you are. And I, this is just yeah. such an encouragement even in the midst of such a, I mean, honestly, this this um, subject that we're talking about is such a terrible subject. But listen, it's full of hope. That's what I love about this. You know, when you want to go somewhere, the first thing you think of is, let me take my best friend. And so where I want to be is, I want to be where Jesus is, and I want Jesus to say, let me take my best friend. And I feel like when you can have that relationship with God where you know you can just say, hey, God, what what can we do today that will be fun? How can I grab your hand and walk with you through life today? I feel like that's my favorite place to be where I just get to be a daughter and to grab his hand and go, okay, what are we doing now? What are we doing next? And that always looks different. And I know that that's something, that's that place we can all start and build that personal relationship because when you have a personal relationship with the Lord, it's like everything just makes sense. And I feel like grabbing his hand is something that I feel like is his delight. And he loves it when we do that. Yeah. Now we're going to shift here because 
we really feel the heavens are opening right now. And sometimes when we record these podcasts, I really believe sometimes you need to pull the car over or you're going to have a divine moment where you're listening right now. Maybe you're exercising, maybe doing stuff around the house or, you know, whatever it is right now, something just shifted. And there's an anointing that Erica carries and it's a breakthrough anointing and it breaks things open with that practical spirit of love and joy. And that's what's going on. Her story might be, you know, triggering something in you. Maybe my story about, you know, starting out and wanting to do something for the Lord and not being able to get that breakthrough. But I believe right now the Lord is doing something. In fact, we're just going to give a couple of prophetic words or words of knowledge here, and it's going to open some things up, and then we're going to do some activation prayer in just a minute. But I felt strongly is that God's about to visit some people, and maybe he already has. You haven't realized it. When I say he's visiting, you expect Jesus to show up in the room, but no, wait a minute. This is about something that he's going to do where he's going to, he's given you a dream. There's someone who, there's a group of people, not just one person, but there's some people who have been given a dream like we're talking about, but you don't know how to get there. But you're about to minister to people in your neighborhood, in your community, and it's going to open up this dream. You don't have to have a license to do this. In fact, this new season right now, God is going under the radar, and he's sending people in without the credentials. And so there's some people maybe have had a dream uh, that you're having this reoccurring dream of running and being chased by something evil. I want to tell you, maybe people heard me talking about this, but I want to tell you, that's how mine started. And this is because the enemy wants to stop you from what's about to come. Why would he mess with you unless you're a threat? And I just want to say, those who are having that dream, the Lord's now going to give you another dream in the next couple weeks. You're going to have a dream that's going to start now shifting that bad dream into the good ones and everything. Right now, I prophesy everything changing and shifting in Jesus' name. Erica? Amen. God, I thank you that you are drawing close to the earth in this time, God. This is actually a season that there were times that you had specifically laid out through history that you would draw close to a city or draw close to a person, God, that you would actually bring resurrection life to someone. And so right now, God, I thank you that you are drawing close to people, God, that we are going to see you in the one-on-one and the everyday, just like when you would walk upon your path and you would come in contact with someone and they would say, someone is sick and you would say they will be healed in this very moment. I just declare right now that there's people that we've been carrying on our hearts who will be healed and set free in this very moment, God, that this is a moment of divine instances of miracles that are just going to pop out and pop open in our lives. And I thank you, God, that you are doing a new thing, that there's a completion that's taken place, that there's a full circle that we have traveled and that I feel like there's so many people that have actually filled up a book. They filled up a book and God is closing the book and he's handing them a new book and saying, it's time to write this new book. It's time to write this new journal. It's time to write this new story that there's actually almost a foundational piece that a piece that has been laid and the foundation is done and it's set and it's ready. And now God is going to show what he's been doing in the depths of people on the outside. And I keep getting this um, picture of like, a peacock. And I feel like a peacock walks out and he's able to show all of its feathers off. And I feel like that there's places where people have felt like that God has been doing these things and this deep work in them in, in the hiding and in the secret. And he's about to show off the beautiful feathers of, of his people, of his chosen ones to where even when they walk in the room that people are going to say, wow, the hand of God is truly on that person's life. Yeah. Come on, Lord, let's do it. Now, I, I want to just release this uh, word. I don't, I don't want to limit it, but there's someone's had a heart for Trinidad, or maybe you have a background with Trinidad, and the Lord's going to release something right now for you. Uh, maybe your heritage is in Trinidad, but there's something that's going to come uh, over the next couple of weeks. Watch and see. that God's outside of time. So watch and see this. Also, I got the words Beth and Rodney. And I didn't want to limit it, but the Lord said, no, there's Beth and Rodney have a calling. They need to step up right now. Maybe it's Elizabeth and Rod. I don't know, but I heard that name. 
uh, but need to step up right now and step into this new calling that the Lord has for you. And there was another word I got is that um, the Lord's about to open the heavens over people like the, um, I guess, John 151, as Jesus said to Nathaniel, you're going to see heaven open and angels ascending and descending. And this is going to come over your bed. That's, that's the, the Jacob's ladder is being placed over many people's beds right now for dreams to bring the dreams down from heaven and open it up in a greater level in Jesus name. Do you have anything? Yeah, I, I do. I feel like there's some people who, especially there's a, people who feel like they moved in a huge amount of faith with the Lord and did something that he was asking them to do. And then they didn't see anything come from it. And I feel like a spirit of hopelessness came in and rode in and tried to say that either they didn't hear from the Lord or the Lord wasn't good, or that even they did something wrong, like a Job season where people said it's because you did something wrong and you didn't carry it well. And I feel like God is saying, no, I'm going to use even that. And I actually feel like God is going to answer where people have moved in extreme faith and stepped out. And I feel like the Lord's saying, if you will let him, he is going to answer those prayers and those acts of faith that you brought forward because they smelled like incredible incense before him. And he might not answer it. I feel like he's saying he might, he's not going to answer it necessarily think the way that you think he was going to, but the way that he's going to answer it is going to be more of a blessing than even the way that you actually originally thought. And so I saw him coming to so many of his children that said, God, will you give me bread? And somehow the enemy came in and lied and said, he only gave you a rock. And now God is not just coming with bread, but he is coming with loaves and loaves and loaves and fishes and just even a miracle anointing to where we've sowed in faith for God to give us back way more than we ever even sowed in. And so God, I thank you for even financial breakthrough that's being released right now to people. I felt like someone's about to lose their house and God is actually saying, no, you're not going to lose your house and money is going to come in from far and from wide and from places. I just saw like random checks in the mail that you never even thought you were going to get that God is going to answer those prayers. And he said, you have been faithful and I have seen you well done, good and faithful servant. Yeah. Come on now. I I feel really strong. Someone's been praying. The Lord's been speaking to you something out of Isaiah 34 and 35 and uh, Isaiah 34, 16. Look in the scroll and read. None of these will be missing and not one will lack her mate. And this is what the Lord says right now. There's people who have been praying for someone. And the Lord has your name in his scroll. And this is a season right now. Don't wait. Don't get married. Don't don't do anything outside of what the Lord's doing. And so right now, Lord, there's just something happening. You don't have to be married to do this. You can you can partner ministry-wise, or you know, you can partner. You don't have to be married to receive this word. But the Lord's opening the scrolls right now. And one of the big first visitations I had in 1991 was that the Lord spoke to me that there's end-time marriages coming. People would come together for the purposes of ministry, business, and family. And you don't have to be married. He's bringing two or better than one. Three is a cord that can't easily be broken. But the Lord is opening the scrolls right now. I saw this year being a year of of the changed names. Uh, he's changing your name. He changed my name publicly. Uh, you know, he actually changed my name to David, but I'd never tell anyone because I already own DougAddison.com. It would be complicated. But, you know, he changed my name a long time ago and he confirmed it that I'm a David, but you don't have to do anything, you know, publicly. I just look at it. He says, that's his love. You know, that's, that's what he did for me personally, but he's going to be changing names right now. And as a result, many people might be changing their names or just receiving that new name that he has receiving the words that have been written in the scroll. I see this. There's, there's an angel opening the scroll right now and opening things up, <laughs> open it up, Lord, open those things. Go ahead. I felt that. No, I'm with you. Keep going. I felt that. Everything you said, God's doing it. Yeah, I, I felt really strongly that the scrolls are, there was Isaiah 34, scrolls are being open right now. And these are the things that was hidden from the beginning of time until now. These, this is the revelation 
that the Lord has saved. He saved the best for last. And I tell you, there's people right now who feel like you've messed up. You feel like you've been there, done that. You need help. I just want to, I don't usually do this, but I want to just call you back right now. Anyone who maybe you thought you were going one way and, and it turned out you're going, you know, opposite. You you feel like you're going the wrong way or you've fallen into stuff. You can come back right now. We don't have to do a big altar call, but I just felt like the Lord said, you know, just ask forgiveness, receive Jesus into your heart, and then ask him right now to just make himself real. And you're going to see something shift. I'm starting to have to do altar calls in leadership meetings. I'm so serious. There are people who, even leaders in churches and ministries and businesses, who are coming back to the Lord or coming to the Lord for the first time like crazy because we are entering into a season of harvest right now. Mm-hmm. God, I just thank you that you love your children. And God, that you actually see past what everybody else sees and you see our hearts, God. And so, God, I just thank you for that gift of forgiveness, God, that gift of forgiveness that you give so many of our kids, God, that you've given me, God, that there just be a release of an actual spirit of forgiveness that would go into overflow, that it would be so easy to forgive, that there'd actually be a grace for you just to say, and that person, and that person, and I forgive them, and God, that there would just be a release of joy that would come with it, God, that there'd be a release of hope, that in every place that we're forgiving people, God, that there would actually be a release of hope, of of abundance, of just this knowing, God, that you are just moving all things together for our good. And the word I just keep getting is even that, even that he will use for your good, even that thing he will use for your good. And so God, even as we move forward with you, I just pray for that breakthrough spirit of hope, that breakthrough spirit of hope that I would actually touch people right now and that they would have hope, God, hope that it would just come into their lives. And even in the places where they said, God, I don't know if I even have the grace to keep believing you for that. God, I ask for a new vision, a new dream, a new spirit of hope to come and to set their hearts alive, God. Yes, God. I come into agreement with that right now. And I have a Bible. I call it my Encounters Bible. It opens supernaturally. I tell you, I, sometimes when I think it's just doing it, you know, like it just maybe it's worn out and opens this place all the time. I open another Bible, same place, but the Lord's doing something right now in my Bible open to Daniel chapter 7 verse 10 and the court was seated and the books were opened and this is the ancient of days who's now rendering decisions for those who have been under injustices who have had losses who need repayments who need their families their finances healed they need the new thing the Lord is meeting right now and this is outside of time this goes on for eternity as I speak this word right now The Lord is holding the court of heaven, the Daniel 7, ancient of days court. That's the level of the Supreme Court. He's holding these cases right now. He's opening things. He's closing things. He's closing the voice of the accuser and the court of the accuser over you. And in the name of Jesus, right now, he's opening the books for you. I have never felt this on the podcast, but I I feel that sometimes ministry when I go out and open the heavens over churches and people and places, but I, I have never had this happen on the spirit connection podcast where I've seen the court of heaven open over everybody right now. And it is here right now. So Lord, I pray. Ooh, my goodness. The, the, uh, <laughs> there's a, such a powerful, powerful release in the spirit happening. So I pray right now for all the needs. That's the time right now. Cry out for the need that you have. And the Lord is opening things right now. God, we thank you for amazing grace. We thank you for amazing grace, God. And Lord, I just ask that there'd actually be a grace that would go forward, God, that you would actually call us into the next season, God, that you'd even call us to stand at command in front of you, God, and that we would just be able to hear that next step, the next set of directions. I feel like the Lord is taking people right now, even into the strategy rooms of heaven where they felt stuck 
and they didn't know how to get out, that he's actually showing like maps and scrolls and answers and showing people how to get out of the very places they felt stuck. And not only is he showing them, but there's a grace for them to actually move into that new level. And so God, I thank you that this is a season that we're not just jumping years ahead. It's not just one year or 10 years, but that it's stratospheres, God, that you are divinely going to move your people into totally new atmospheres where even things look so different and so unique that we even have to learn how to even breathe air in a different way, God, because you're moving us so far forward, Lord, that you're moving people into divine promotion. And so I thank you, God for the promotion that's coming forward to your people. I thank you, God, that you are gathering your people again, even where people felt scattered, where they felt like they had no home, where they felt like they were orphaned. God, I just thank you for that spirit of adoption that is actually being released to your people, God, and that they are going to revel in the understanding of what it means to be a daughter and a son of the Most High King. Yeah, and we also come into agreement with that spirit of adoption and also with the spirit of Elijah for the fathers and the mothers and the grandfathers and grandmothers that the Lord said with the spirit of Elijah must come first and it must turn the hearts of the sons and daughters, but it wasn't turning it to us. It was us turning to them and that we as the fathers and mothers, spiritual or natural as grandfathers and grandmothers that we have a call to call the hearts to the Lord, but also to call our hearts to them. And it's gotten turned around in the world. And, and many fathers and mothers have been trying to get people to, you know, to turn to our God or turn to our ways. But the Lord is releasing the spirit of Elijah right now. And this is the key to the new revival. It's the spirit of adoption coming into agreement with the spirit of Elijah, with the fathers and mothers turning our hearts to the sons and daughters and saying, I love you. And I had to do this to my daughter. I had to turn my heart to my daughter and say, I love you no matter where you are. I love you no matter what you look like. I love you. And it is nothing but love. And I'm proud of you. And I speak that right now to the sons and daughters. Maybe you've never heard this. Erica, I even say, I felt the Lord saying this. I'm proud of you. I'm so proud of you. We're getting a breakthrough for stepping up. That there were 10 people, Erica, who were supposed to receive the calling that you got for Unlikely Heroes. 10 people said no, but you said yes. And so you're getting a 10 times anointing that's coming for you. And I speak this right now to anybody who has not been able to hear this from a father or a mother or from maybe even spiritual fathers and mothers, the Lord is proud of you for not giving up. Many of you have felt like committing suicide, but the Lord said, I'm proud of you that you did not listen to the liar. I'm proud of you. And this is a season right now, a breakthrough. And the Lord is moving right now. Thank you, Lord. I thank you, God, that there's there's dreams and visions unpacking right now. Ooh-wee. There's angels being assigned to this word. I think as far as uh you know ministry wise and releasing the anointing at the end of of uh, Spirit Connection podcast this is absolutely one of the most powerful times that I've ever felt in my years of doing this that something is shifting and there's something powerful. Yeah, Go ahead. You you said something so powerful to me which is the the word that the Lord gave me in the last season and I think sometimes as people and we don't understand the way the Lord see things. And I was in this movie and it was, um, it's actually that movie wonder about the little boy that um, has to wear the mask over his face because he's facially disfigured. And, and at the end of the movie, I just said like, Lord, you know, what, what do you think? How, how do you feel like I'm doing in this season? And I felt like the Lord said, I'm so proud of you because you didn't give up. You never quit. And after he said that to me, I had to go back to one of the girls in our home who just struggled so much at school. And I, I had this, when she was there as the movie, and I sat there and, and I was speaking with her and I looked into her eyes and I realized how hard it is for her to go to school every single day and knowing that she's not going to be the one that comes home with the A's or the B's and knowing that 
it's a struggle for her to be there. And I just looked in her eyes with so much compassion and I was so proud of her for just not quitting. Yeah. And I yeah. thought every single day, it's hard for her to go to school and she didn't give up. And I feel like there's people out there that need to know, well done, you didn't quit and you kept going and that God has just such a feeling of compassion when he knows that, like, I know how hard it is for her to go to school. Some of our other girls, it's easy for them to go to school, but she kept going even when it was hard. And that made it even more of a special sacrifice. Yeah. 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 You know, some people are like, all right, you know what? I don't feel like it was that powerful, but you know, I want to tell you, if you would see the level of the demonic forces that have been against you and you made it through and the test, maybe you thought you failed the test, but the Lord's saying, did you know that the test was actually to see if you had quit? So if you are still here, if you're hearing my voice, you did not quit. And the yeah. Lord is saying, well done, because you're about to see a shift in your life. Wow, this has been so powerful. You know, we're talking with Erica Grieve of Unlikely Heroes and uh, this, I tell you, I, it's one of the most powerful ministry times we've ever had. The heavens are open right now. The court of heaven is open right now. You can keep doing business. You might want to listen to this again. But Erica, why don't you just tell us uh, how we can follow you, what you have to offer, your you know, your website and social media. Yeah, please go to unlikelyheroes.com. And also our Instagram handle is at U-H-E-R-O-E-S-U heroes. So follow us and we post our rescue stories and updates about how our kids are doing. And we've actually got a boys home in Mexico now. And we all the boys at our boys home are under the age of nine. And so, you know, obviously we protect all their identities, but just to share those updates of one of the little boys in our home, he came in and he couldn't read and write. And now he's writing his name and he's even writing full sentences. And it's like, uh, there's so uh, many accomplishments that our kids go through that I feel like we do everything we can to celebrate their freedom. So I hope you guys will join us as we celebrate yeah. their freedom. And uh, hit the donate button when you get there, because what they're doing, <laughs> you know, we really support. I want to encourage you. And you got, you started in Los Angeles. Is that right? In Hollywood? Yeah. Yeah. Kids are expensive, Doug. Yeah. <laughs> really started expensive. here and then now you're in Dallas. <laughs> so uh, definitely check out unlikely heroes and, you know, reach out, keep them on the prayer list. I know that they're on my prayer list. I pray from time to time and I send them words when I get it. I just want to, I'm so thrilled with, with the story of encouragement that you bring Erica. Thanks for being with us. Thank you for encouraging our team. Honestly, you've, You've made it possible for us to keep going on so many days that were hard where your words would come. We say that as the word of the Lord. So thank you for everyone that has been encouraged so much through oh, your wow. life and your ministry and your yes to the Lord. So yeah. thank you, Doug. Well, I receive that. All right, everybody. <laughs> Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Spirit Connection with Doug Addison. Connect with him online at DougAddison.com.